three brasses from Cape Town speaking to people, and those people are speaking back. Welcome to the Don't Know Show. Hi everyone. This is just a disclaimer that、um, in the show coming up that you're about to listen to,、um, Hilton and Brandon were hit by some load shedding problems, and so you will hear them in the first part of the show, but you will not hear them going forward. Uh, because their power was cut, so for this show you're going to be stuck with myself.、Um, but the bright side is that you still have Simon to、um, entertain you. So I hope that's okay. Sorry about the technical difficulties. Welcome to the Don't Know Show, and on today's show we have the illustrious, and in my view one of the funniest guys on the internet right now, Simon Ojol, as our guest. Welcome, Simon. Thank you, Welcome, thank you.、Simon. I have a question. I let everybody、yeah. else. How come we just didn't go with finding Remo? <laughs> <laughs> Because my bro, I hate Nemo references.、Um, oh, okay. First of all, finding Nemo, finding Nemo would just be like a monologue. Remo <laughs> finding himself,、mm. <laughs> discussing his inner thoughts. I think that's going to be a different、uh, podcast altogether. Every podcast I end up crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So finding myself, bro, and I'm just realizing what, you know, what、uh, what mistakes I've made in my life and crack and then.、Uh, oh, several. Oh yeah, it's not a good, not a good look. So we might went to the don't know show because it's something closely related to all of our basic approaches to life.、Uh, Which is so, yeah, that we just don't know. Oh okay. It's a, yeah, it's an easy approach. Yeah, bro. So look, we're gonna get into the bar questions. Have a pass. Um. Uh. Questions for you, and you can feel free to just go boss like you want to.、Uh, okay. So, Brenda, hit us with that first one, bro. What's the first one? <laughs> no, 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 the first question, obviously, Simon, is tell us about yourself, how you got started, what you're doing, where you come from, what led you, what inspired you to go the route you did. So, just tell us a little bit of, of、uh, background yourself. Uh, uh, born and raised in the southern suburbs. Spent lots of time partying in the scenes of Heathfield, Retreat, Grassy Park, Steenburg, Plumstead. Still, still resonate with the vibe. Time with with actually second vibe, not first vibe, because obviously <laughs> there were three vibes that was around during the time. And、um, yeah, just like through atmosphere, through galaxy, through so much different periods of our youth. At least for me and Remo, I think、mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit as well.、Um, but yeah, just、uh, always having a good time, always playing, always saving, living my coloured youth to the fullest, enhancing my reputation with chasing the Mexican, not the Mexican, or at least trying to before getting gated. It's how you used to live up and go through the ranks of the communities. If, like it's like getting faders every Friday, all those types of things, especially when you're younger. Very important to the community. It still is right now. I mean, I think that a lot of our generation did start that 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 movement. Then I don't know why I'm so much started by me, but I'm talking about faders. It's just like I don't know how we even got here at this point.、Um, okay, 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 but yeah, it's like just putting in that backstory to to bringing up the fact that I didn't feel like we maybe were getting a person who was doing comedy like we do it or to express. Exactly what we feel, and there were several people doing what they wanted to do and having fun out there. But I felt like when 
sip and salmon go together we also appeal to somebody else somebody different to what was out there and um, more southern suburbs more um sturvy more like uh, also yeah. just of that period <laughs> i think that's what it was yeah. born from yeah i think the 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 the, the, the quiet part about what you're doing is it's so relatable to all of us in, in growing up during that time and i mean it's still continuing now and so the, the skits that you do <coughs> speaks to almost all colored people especially people that live in the southern suburbs because you can yeah. only speak i mean i suppose you can only speak your truth right the, the stuff that you've experienced yeah and so i think the popularity comes from um the, the fact that we're looking at those things and everybody has an uncle you know uncle clive that does whatever and and uh, mm. everybody's experienced the soccer fathers and and everybody's experienced it, but us are going to the, uh, the beach with the jeans on uh, and the kitang. <laughs> you know, so I think we've all seen those people experience those. And maybe we, will, we sometimes you're one of those people that you've been described. Being described those those yeah, for sure. Uh, I don't think say just in your life, I think that everybody's somebody different. And if you change, you you chameleon into different spaces. Like I remember going with like um, to the extreme and gripping stuff on Valedictory in the, the taxis and we go to, 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 to Clifton and we say ping and we got out bottles of Zappa and we're lambing out the fucking side of the taxi and we're just like having a ball over time and obviously it's it's not around anymore but I mean a lot of people can still resonate to that and that was just a fun thing because sound taxis were such a big thing for us also in the South yeah. it's massive I love that video Dragon gripping stuff. Yo, what names? Uh, what fucking names? Strong names. Names to give your firstborn son. What? <laughs> with, uh, with days of dark friends of few. That's my favorite quote on a taxi. When days of dark friends of few. Um, false friends are like uh, autumn leaves found everywhere. Real friends are like diamonds, precious and rare. Shit's poetry, bro. <laughs> so that thought, that whole thing was on a taxi. That whole thing was on a taxi. And you <laughs> memorized it for Python. I landed in a taxi that had that <laughs> for the first year of campus. And I got that. Oh, okay. just happened to get that taxi 90% of the time. Going to, going to campus. 90%. And I used to look at that thing all the time. So, so yeah, I memorized in, it. In some way, it's like, give me a sign and that was your sign. Yeah, that was my day. sign. Listen. Study hard, you guys. So <laughs> you need to get on your back now, just as a, a like you know, just to like you know, come go ahead and prove it that it means something to you. Yeah, no, so. on my back. Can we get everybody in the studio to agree to that, and then the majority rules that you're gonna get it on your back? You know what I think we should do. I think we should. There we go. All three of us have a portion of that. And so when we get together, <laughs> it, forms, it forms the full power of What's it like on a scary movie? And it says, Ray, fuck me, Ray. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so people don't know initially what it's all about. When we come together, you know, it forms Voltron. You know, the colored Voltron. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. How was that? Voltaren, then. If you Vol- have to say Voltaren. Voltaren, yeah. yeah. The colored Voltaren. So, yeah, but are you doing this thing? And, you, I mean, you, 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 when you started, I mean, obviously... You and Sip started this thing um, a while back, and yeah, six years I mean, now. Six years—that's maybe that's a long time, especially in this type of environment. And you obviously started to hack Mark. You wanted to just make some shit that was funny. Uh, how did it, how do you guys feel? What was the sort of reaction when people started to like really take to it and start to blow up and start to see emotional the comments and things happening and growing? I think that was um, a bit different though because 
with the book great initially but um you learn on the job it's like one of the best things my daddy always told me like when i learned to do something because i used to work um, and graph with him he, he used to hate it because i was so fucking lazy so on, on site on construction and one thing you do learn better than anything else is learning on the job so kind of doing the stuff failing a bit she and then by the time Yacht Nomad's Dance Academy number one came out, mm. which actually just changed everything a little bit. Um, then it was like um, so many other things were born from that. And um, yeah, I feel like we took it up a notch and we started feeling better about how to edit better and how to also structure skits better. Yeah, I remember that uh, very well. Uh, I think the, our previous guest, the guest we had on, we recorded was previously. Nicholas was in that as well, Mr. Mac, um, and a couple of guys I know also. That was excellent. Yeah. Uh, the one that that hit home for me that I personally loved the, the most, and that I really started to pay attention to you guys was um, the the dumb song, "Never Gonna Dumbs Again." Oh yeah, yeah, that was funny. I I love that, especially like the way you stylized it with the the sort of seventies, eighties. Uh, yeah. Dumbs falling in slow motion, all that cack was hilarious. Um, I, I find so much fun like when that was happening to realize that I must don't have to just do this. I can do whatever the fuck I want, and then mm. decided to like, oh, let's just have more fun. If everyone is just doing the same thing, let's just be more creative. So I started writing differently and thinking a bit differently. Because mm. who, who cares? At the beginning, maybe it was about like getting good exposure, but at then it's like we never book we're gonna be the 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 base because. Unfortunately, swearing and stuff doesn't help you in, in mm. you know, excelling all the time. It's not always the best thing. But I mean, honestly, I get a lot of compliments from a lot of people and you wouldn't expect that. I mean, my mommy was like, oh, my friends watch this. Can you tone down on the swearing? And we did poor bitchy, but then I was like, nah, Manita, I can't do this anymore. <laughs> so then we started swearing again. It's the worst yeah. week of my life. <laughs> I think yeah, monetization-wise and getting brands on board. If you're swearing, it's going to be a little bit more difficult because, but then it's not authentic, right? I mean, it's not. It's, it wasn't ever me and that's how I felt from the beginning. And I was like, I can't adhere to, to certain things. And that's why you don't see me everywhere and stuff. But also I'm dirt and I'm not even as attractive. So there's also these other things that I'm battling with to, to get brands on board. So yeah, please sympathize with me right now. Listen, you're preaching to the choir, my friend. You are preaching <laughs> to the choir. So, I don't know. I, we, we, that's why we have Brandon on the show. He offers mm. fuck all else but good looks. Yeah. You guys, we've established this. Brandon is the our in, he is yeah. the face of this yeah. of this whole organization. Brandon sounds like I want to go camping a lot in life. <laughs> uh, okay, so, yeah, so, you, so you're saying that you needed to stay authentic. I mean, you need to keep the... the sort of the way that you were doing things um going also i don't also. not not to say that swearing is authentic or anything it just mm -hmm. felt like part of i don't know how we grew up that we did actually swear a lot yeah. i don't know if it's anything to say of to further analyze than anything else yeah but I think um, there's a there's a difference between to it as sort of swearing for the sake of it and something that just fits into the vernacular or the way that you try to portray yeah. a particular type of thing, right? Okay, so we move on, and then um, you you and Sip, you know, go your separate ways. You then start making your own content on, and so <laughs> talk a little bit about how sort of how that works. Because you were with a partner all the time, you're doing that together, sort of collaborating and 
and that and now you're still thrust into the situation where you're now on your own doing your own sort of content still uh, similar but there was a yeah. difference I think I took some time I didn't know if I wanted to um kind of start again because at that point we made a page that was 35,000 people on Facebook which at the time was a lot because not a lot of people were doing that and TikTok and other things didn't exist really so it was a a different space completely and then to kind of not be able to do what I want to do and um, I know that it's, I didn't want to change that page because that was a separate assignment me and you know what I mean it was something that happened there and it was good we had all the memes that I created and it was it felt like it was a good archive right on to the, today when I see memories of all those things yeah. and it's not mixed with stuff it's just Simon it's, it's always going to be the and I like that and I didn't ever want to take it on for my own thing I would like that to be at least for me it's treasured it was a good time and um well we had so much fun we danced we sang we <laughs> did skits we performed on stages we did all these fun weird things that you wouldn't expect would have like you know come about and um yeah it was really really cool to be a part of that and then just like moving forward onto my own thing i don't know if i wanted to do it again because to start again it's so hard and um so now i'm like getting to the that level again of the amount of people around and I feel like it's it's a much more true reflection just of, of me people or they see me and it don't even it's like um, like it's more personal now than yeah. just a brand it, it feels like that at least and I like that just because I feel like I've made a lot of more friends and I can people talk to me and stuff like they have identity or they identify at least with me and it, it's fun because somebody will just walk up to me and say hey and I and <laughs> I'll just look at them and laugh and people will say, hey, Pushman. Oh. And uh, it's not supposed to mean anything, you know, it's not like, it's just like, they're, it's like they're, reading, they're looking at me and they're laughing and I'm like, yeah. So if, if somebody ever saw me out of like, you know, anger, I wouldn't even know because I just think it's one of the people who's watched the video is now just swearing at me because I'm walking in the road. So yeah, that's like funny for me at least. Oh, and they come with the quote and then I'm like, yo, my bro, I did so many over the years, I can't tell you which kid that is what I'm now because, yo, it's, it's liquor though to, to feel like that. I, I do enjoy that I've given people like a laugh here and there. So now do you think that like a lot of more people are coming up to you like in public and stuff and maybe even like suggesting certain skits to you. Do you, do you find that people kind of want to throw their suggestions out more often now to you? Uh, that's actually been happening throughout and like, people will be like yeah. do this and do that but what I've always wanted from the beginning was it was like an exercise of creativity for me man to not have somebody tell me what to do because it was yeah. a bit of an outlet. So I do appreciate when people say to me, you know what you must do. And I, there's one instance when I, and like, I remember like more than once just being at Chili Bar and it's four o'clock in the morning and everyone's duck us up and they see me and say, you must have man. <laughs> now, Kegi, I got an idea for you. Firstly, I myself am also in my pussy at this moment. I also don't, um, and, and not to say that I don't want to hear this because salute and salute to you. Thank you for supporting and whatever. But maybe it's like, it's weird when I, this man is taking a sip and he's saying the same thing over and over and I'm like, okay, I get it, <laughs> it's cool, I'll, I'll think about it. But it's an exercise for me to flex in a creative muscle, like in my mind, not for anybody else to like, you know, like maybe influence and is influenced by current events and all these things that are happening and by 
things that have happened in my life and all those things but I wanted I want to to come from me you know to to reach in that and even if there's parodies and stuff that do come about that on nuances to stuff a lot of comedy is nuanced around so much other people's things that have come before it like as you obviously would know like Monty Python and all these different things that have yeah. come about and influence certain things and even like um it's a development in the mockumentary style and obviously that is like there's like so many things that have been based on other things that have been based on other things so i've never ever probably ever be original but um yeah i like the part that i can control to be me mm-hmm. if that makes sense definitely and so you're saying you start yeah like you said you started like six years ago on facebook and that's and since then like in the landscape with regard to social media I mean, it's always changing. It's such a mm-hmm. fast-paced environment. But how do you see, like, right now, 2021, like, what's the differences that you notice between um, then when you started or the early years and now? Um, it's, again, t- depends on you. Like, I think I've slowed down considerably only because I've been doing this so long and, like, I need to also... I also want to, like, do other things now just because I've been doing, you know, things for a while now that I like like gaming and like doing these other things so it's important to me to 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 know that I'm okay just doing what I can when I can but at the beginning it was relentless eh? like I used to do five memes a day and we used to have a video a week not a day five memes a week and a, a video a day did I say that initially yeah. yeah something like that so um yeah it's a bit like that and it's 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 really grueling and tough to get through so i can only imagine now in the spaces that are around because it's, it's very fast and it's very instant gratification it's like you're gonna you're gonna feel it immediately if, it, if it's slightly especially like on TikTok and things and you can see like the next gen is it's moving fast it's moving harder they are much more how can i say coordinated they've got mm. all the, the the cameras they've got all the learning because they've been watching this and coming and now they're waiting and now they're primed and with a photo in your hand you everybody has opportunity to to be funny to be famous and i like that i like that this opportunity to everybody that everybody can now pick up a camera that's in their hand and just create because again it was a luxury that we never knew about we used to see like things on tv with like liquor families in america with a video camera and nobody else could get it you know what i mean and they go on their holidays to disneyland but now everybody has creativity at their fingertips and that's good because now it showcases creativity with which from parts where it's never ever been possible to be creative for them just through disparity of um how can i say income if i can say that or yeah. or, or wealth or whatever monetary thing you want to call it right now but now it's it's kind of like everybody's opportunity and i support that fully that it's not just segmented into people who can afford to be funny yeah, but again definitely. you work through something and you get the chances but now you make your chances because you, you you have the opportunity to get it so much more affordably is the way i can say it yep. i don't know yeah i think with the advent of tiktok as well especially tiktok we we're finding a lot more creators coming out and some of them are hilarious like some of the stuff is so creative um but not just hilarious but also like this the information things you can see yep. on there as well it's like you can sculpt your own thing whatever you want to be now if you find 
five rand coins from around the world, <laughs> whatever, five pence yeah. or whatever, old coins. You make a channel for that. I love that. I love watching obscure things like Antiques Roadshow is my shit still till this day. Yeah, I think you do skit about that as well. That's actually yeah. like, that shows fire, yeah. Because I mean, you're sitting there thinking, oh, how much is this lamp worth? You would never have thought of that before. <laughs> and when they find a banger, fuck, it's exhilarating. When they say, oh, this lamp yeah. is worth 6,000 pounds. Like, I collect um, drinking paraphernalia from the 80s and the 90s and stuff. So I have lots of, um, like, uh, ice buckets and shit like that. Yeah. And they, they're only appreciating in value. <laughs> it's it's really quiet. But I'll never ever sell them. And I've got, like, Bertram's jugs and yeah. all these fun things that you can't find anywhere. And it just brings me joy. I don't know why, but, yeah, whether we like the things we like. I think it's the nostalgia aspect because I've seen a lot of those things on your Instagram page, the, the stuff you've collected. And th I think there's a few ones where you posted like a, like a whole range of things that you had there, which I yeah. thought was highly dope. I think we come from the same sort of era, and like to see those things again, it's like those ad, you know, those like those little memes or something where they say like they show all the old brands like the Cadbury, how the Cadbury used to look, and like how the Caravan chocolate or like all mm -hmm. those things with the yo-yos and all that shit. That's always like 90s kids would know type cock. Like, yeah. I love that shit. So I'm a, also a big fan of like nostalgia. And especially with regard to like, I'm, I'm also somebody that loves to like collect stuff, like, like old stuff. Um, and so like, that also translates into your, the types of stuff you do, right? Um, the type of, of work you do, because a lot of it arcs back to like an old school time, a time where things were done a little bit differently. And uh, things that we remember when you were like maybe 10, 12 years old uh, again a and so like growing up was that something that you always paid attention to and then getting when you were a little bit older sort of missed and wanted to throw back to how did that work I think that some like everybody is different like some people care about and some people like don't and some people pay attention to certain things and some people don't like I just really like the style and the whole vibes of the youth it was so, so liquor man like going with my daddy to his uncle to my uncle's place and they're drinking after the, like they're having their bowls and whatever and it's out of the ice buckets and they're all like in the old school gap and you go walk around and you see all those those certain things that was from the youth and it was a liquor time for me i miss it i wish i could go back a little bit and just experience it and um yeah it, 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 it really brings back nostalgia for me it, it's really really fun and they're really, really fun to have. Like, I have this red art and bucket and like a um, tray, and I don't know, and I don't know anybody else who has one, and I absolutely love it. And it's like, it, it makes me think of um, one of my uncles who's a rum drinker, and um, just seeing him lumming there, laughing and talking shit and stuff like that. Yeah. And just paying attention, it's it's like you have different types of uncles with just certain things, and it's heavily influenced on me, like the bad uncles, like my. Like DJ Clive is based on my uncle Clive, who's was a crazy funny man. <laughs> but um, oh, yeah. yeah, like it's it's really really fun to to have all these things that um, make you reminiscent. That's a big, I think a big part of it. I, I really like it. I really enjoy it. it. Makes me feel happy. Yeah, I think we all have like I uncle Cliffy. Um, in fact, a couple of my friends and I have like a universal type of thing where any type of uncle it's sort of a big drinker loud talker, <coughs> always telling you how just Liverpool was in the 80s. Mm -hmm. uh, we just call that Brian Cliffy because 
no matter what his name is, if I had an uncle Cliffy that always used to buy. That's because he's hanging on to the past. Yeah, you know Foko, you know Foko about football. I love you it. Must, yeah. you, must, you must know about Liverpool in the 80s, Daglish. <laughs> but I mean, there is wisdom to be had by that, and there is sort of like um. Um, it's, it's, it's also crazy because I think you guys was, was watching this thing on Frank Lampard no? and when we were growing up no, now we did have like Romario and all those things coming up no? but we've watched like Lampard no? from beginning of this year to end of his career and we didn't be at home it's like oh you should have seen Frank Lampard back in the day because we actually saw our whole career surpass in our time it's it's a weird yeah that's sometimes stuff like that freaked me out a little bit to be honest with you when I look at like Recently, I looked at this thing about Rooney, and I was like, now the other day he was scoring a goal against Arsenal for Everton. That seemed like yeah. yesterday to me. And so it's like a reflection of time that's going by, and especially for the ages we're at now, in our mid, like mid-30s, whatever, mid to late-30s, that we're looking at things, like, and we're actually experiencing the same kind of shit that Uncle Cliffy did talking about the man and now we're going to be that brassard talking about how did you know did I actually caught myself telling my nephew did you ever watch the Dan clips and I Listen, thought what the fuck like, <laughs> how old am I bro I was at um, a, a um, old boys day a while ago like not that too long ago and basically <laughs> the owners were talking and then they tapped me on my shoulder and they said, like, hey, can you confirm the story? Because he was telling it to a new brother who was there, like, one of my brothers. Mm. And it was the same story he tells every time. And it was when we were under 17A, which is, my brother, like, going on, like, almost 20 years now. My brother, like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> I'm tired of listening to the <laughs> story. Yo, we talk about the same stuff all the time. And we are drifting. Like, every time we see each other, we're talking about that stuff. It's so weird. But you know yeah. what, no, I will listen to the same stories over and over just still am with the very few but Brasso of the, the large extended group, which yeah. is now dribbled down to a small uh, little shallow pool of regulars who you often see. Yeah, that's also a, 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 a bit of a, a bit of a bittersweet thing, because you start off with like a million Brasso in the, in the, in the wood, everybody's lambing together, we, everybody's got time, you know. Saping together, maybe you have a, a, a house get together just by a joint and you got like 20 brasses there. Yeah. Now it's like a struggle to get three brasses, everybody's married and busy and everything, yeah. right? So. But place up though, life changes, life happens, yeah, can be all have our lives to live. Yeah, it's one um, of those things. Yeah. Um, because, I mean, my, I myself, I'm, bro, I'm a story, you might know that I love to tell a story, bro. And my brasses often let me tell the whole motherfucking story and let me remember you told that story before. But my response is like, I've told all these motherfucking stories before. We yeah. only have so many stories, bro. You know, but I'm, sp- I'm spreading some fairy dust on that pitch, you know, making it more entertaining. So the story changes over time, you know, so... Um, yeah, we just stopped making memories, like, like together. Started mm-hmm. making new memories, <laughs> yes. Yeah, and it's also nice to look back. So, let's get into the speedrun. So this, with this one, bro, we're asking a few questions that you just asked it, answer it as quickly as possible. Um, if we um happy with the timing, like the time that you do, we are going to sponsor one of your bottles for your giveaway that you give. I think it's once a month, right? Simon yeah, yeah. And so the Don't Know Podcast will be sponsoring one of those bottles. So, are you ready? Okay, is this, what is this, like general knowledge, what is this? No, but no, but it was... 
You think I'm gonna go do research? That's <laughs> a spicy. That's <laughs> a spicy. It sounds like a competition. Nah, this is maybe welcome to QI. You know, okay. Nah, it's just Thank you. Spicy questions, right? I, uh, QI is very fun, but you know, sometimes it's very clever. I can't. I, 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 I love it, bro. I love it. Okay, here we go. Five things that are quintessentially colored, in your view. Oh. Super a cold day. <laughs> mm. Oh, but I'm shitty on a cold day. <laughs> um, what else can we do? There's so many things. I mean, look, always having a roadworthy in your cabiel. I think that is definitely one. Yep. Um, what else can we do? Let's say the best bra area that we've ever had to Kai Forest. The Kai Forest is up there. Definitely. Um, Vibe was the most, one of the most memorable clubs that has ever engaged with the colored community through Facts. several generations. Facts. I think that's five. That is five. <laughs> for those who, for the, for the uninitiated, a roadworthy is a small glass that we keep, colored people keep in the cabiel or glove compartment for whoever's watching, because we do have one American person watching. Um, and that's a glass that stays in that um, glove compartment or cover at all times, just in case we need to drink in the car. Yeah. So, next question. Favorite bumpy flavor? I like the apple. Apple is just my favorite. Apple streaker. Nothing beats the apple bumpy. Right. The guava wasn't bad, but the apple is just the mainstay. Yeah, you can't eat too many guavas though, because then the after they slap you a bit. Okay. TV, favorite TV show of all time? Of all time, nah, mm. man, that's, that's just too much. That's, it's, it's, it's too many, man, like, sure, nah, man, I, 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 I can you, like, even okay, come up with for, one. Give it to me for the last 10 years. The last 10 years, yeah, I don't even know, I, I, I don't know if, like, if you ever watched, if you have never watched the Gary Shandling show, I really think that you should watch it. It's really, really amazing. I've watched it, yes. It's, it's absolutely insane. I loved Entourage. I loved um, Arrested Development. I loved Parks and Recreation. I think we're following a theme of types of um, things that I loved. I loved 30 Rock as well. Like mm. all those types, those are all following a theme. And those are some of my, those, those are really five. But I mean, I can just go and say like, Mr. Bean was one of my favorite shows of all time as well. I, can never, I can't not watch Mr. Bean Christmas when it's Christmas time. <laughs> okay. It's, it's 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 amazing. Like I know that I'm sticking to comedy, but I feel like I love comedy so much. And with the dramas and things, I really love True Detective. I really think Fargo is fucking fantastic. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like uh, uh, those were those are really some numerous, of my top so you ones. Said numerous, uh, I know that there's like choose. Breaking Bad, which is exceptional, but I don't. I, I think that just goes without saying. Like I don't have to say that because it just can be assumed. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Okay, Obi, Obi's or Multana? Oh, that's tough, right? Multana is very, very nice, but super sweet. Like, I'm talking about freak, freak sweet. Yeah, so, yeah. just for like the general like, consistency of trying to maintain your taste buds and not have the cups here, um, Obi's over a marathon. Yeah, okay, fantastic. I'm a not a fan of Multana, my personally, gives me. This is very sweet. Yeah, it's really sweet. And our final question, and this is a question we ask every guest. Pineapple, oh, this is the second last question. Fi pineapples on pizzas, yes or no? 
Ja, det ser jag. Alla fan är plummigt sen. Så man tror att bananer och det. Okej, så fischer så. Det är som att det är Charlotte in a fraud. Bananer är ju fucking... Banana bacon? Oh, it's just... It's, it's, Why, it's, it's, it's beautiful. I was gonna say it's disgustingly good. That's what I can say. I That's can, what I, I say. I can't actually think of something that would... I would want to eat less in this world. Maybe I don't... I don't couple... Ah, it's a, it's, I think it's a preference, I suppose. I don't couple food. Yeah, that's, that's okay. Um, and then the last question... So is wait, you yeah. never have like a cheese and pine burger? Never, bro. Never, never. Wow. I've had it, obviously. I can't. I had to try it before I knock it. But look, the consistency of warm fruit for me just doesn't. It's just weird. It just doesn't do it for me like. So that. you don't even like guavas and custard. No, 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 no. Is it like I have peaches and custard? Yeah, but the peaches is like cold. You know, it's just not warm. You get okay, guavas and custard, ideal milk and mixed fruit. That's also. Stuff you can say is quintessentially kind of even even loquid and <laughs> fucking mulberry trees. Sure. Like, maybe we used to have a loquid tree in the back of our, of our, of our house. Yeah. We used to go boss like real. Also, that's, that's, a, that's like a kitty father also because you can skit about it. The middle thing. Yeah. You can slut about it everywhere. And the last question is top three comedians of all time. Um. Look, I, I always will go back to probably my favorite one, which is going to be Delirious, which I think is like a lot of people will go ahead and say that that is one of the top ones. Yeah. I think Delirious and Eddie Murphy was fantastic then. That's built way better than Raw, in my opinion. Hmm. Um, obviously, Dave Chappelle is definitely up there as well. I think that um, he's yeah, uh, he's in Durban, no? Yeah. For yeah, well, quite some time. Yeah, he's in Durban. And he's just, they're killing me softly, yeah, that changed the game for me, to be honest with you, I love that, uh, that <laughs> show, killing me softly, it's fucking amazing. It's, it's hard to choose three, you know, because Ricky Gervais was amazing, but I mean, this is one of Ron Atkinson, when he's like, standing on, at the pulpit, and he's just shouting the oh, stuff yes. in his, in his, in his, um, in his comedy, and it was hilarious as well. Uh, so that was, mean, that's man. an old one. Eh? That's also the one where he, tell, he does this um, this thing about like how to be cool in a nightclub. Yeah. <laughs> and he just leaves further and further past the wall. That was fucking hilarious. That's okay. just brilliant. Yeah, um, yeah the, like, those are the three of, three of my favorites. Like obviously, like if you're talking local, Mark Lottering just destroys seeing him live, watching yeah. so many of his things. What a man. What yeah. a... Performer. Except Dennis, Dennis the Plumber. Yeah, in mm. Belgravia Road, which is always. I, when I was a kid, I loved that because I lived just off Belgravia Road. Giving <laughs> my location. No, I stick it. I'll roll you. Um, and um, it was so cool for me to hear like a, 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 a road that I knew. And it was like, I just tripped. I actually called my mommy into the room and I was like, Mommy, yo, listen, I said Belgravia Road. I mean, that's also the kind of cack you like to hear. So mm-hmm. that was kind of cool. I never, I'll never forget that. Um, cool. So yeah, um, and then moving into this, like, so f- you went from the skits, you did your thing, and then uh, I think things started. Get, I mean, you had a show at the Baxter, bro, which is fucking um, yeah, we sold huge. out at the Baxter. Sold out, yeah. In fact, I tried to get a ticket to that. Uh, obviously, it was late to the boat, <laughs> uh, and I thought like, I found it was sold out, and I was like, yo, my bro. I think Hilton and I tried to get tickets at one point. Um, you know, we were going to go on our mandate because, you know, to keep the relationship fresh. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, 
but we were to sell that. So yeah, how was that, bro? Like that must have been a, a mad experience. For me, it was a case experience. Obviously, yeah, I've seen in Kenya, I've not done it before, and um, it's really also props to them for for being um, obviously part of the show, the talk act show, um, mm. and just to I think for me, it's most the the graciousness of have an opportunity to perform on places where it's like, you know, where the, the roots came from for Joe Bob and stuff, which you idolize, where people have performed, where, you know, Jonathan Butler's been at the backstage, mm. all these icons and things, and just to have my name, like, up there and on a poster, and just to have a show there just once, I really felt, um, how can I say, like, I, I really felt very appreciative of the moment and of the time, and just to be, I've been able to, yeah. to have that, that time on stage to to have that experience because I won't ever forget it. It was really really cool. And uh, thanks to Stuart Taylor as well for for asking me. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, speaking of, I mean, that must have been a lot of like work and prep and that sort of thing. And you, I know you have a full time job, and so, yeah. like, how difficult is it for you to balance, like, the content you're creating, and also trying to like. You obviously sometimes it, you know the tongue record work and then things get a little bit difficult. How 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 do we find that? It's overwhelming a lot of the time, to be honest with you. Like you you feel like you are torn between two things, but you have to eat and you have to have lights and you have to do all these things, which are also very important. So you have to adapt and give everything that you can because now that you're doing something extra on the side as well, you almost feel like you're under more scrutiny and you have to now show that you're there and present because mm. yeah I'm like there's obviously like a lot of like, like I have a lot of people who are attached to my pages at this point you know what I mean yeah so for me I want to also show that I am also here at work as well and I don't want to ever anybody to feel in a certain way that I'm not 100% committed because that makes it so that I have to be like very committed to, to producing content which again, I feel like I can do more, but I'm tired or so a lot of the yeah. time <laughs> and lazy a lot of the time as well. But yeah. I do as much as I can and I don't ever want to get into that space when I was a Sipping Simon where I just was doing stuff all the time and it, it didn't allow me to enjoy certain things in life because I was just so competitively wanting to, to do more and more and more and I want to sit back a little bit and appreciate things before things yeah. are not here anymore. You spoke about scrutiny, like, I think a lot of is creators, especially like to the level you've reached now, are, are going to experience that. And I've increasingly sort of been seeing that sort of thing. Um, is that something that's reached you? Like, I mean, everybody's going to have, you know, the odd bra that's out there hating for the sake of hating or just being fucking unnecessary. Um, but is that something that's reached you? Because when I see generally on your pages and stuff, it's generally 99% positive. And so, but I'm obviously there's going to be that one bra, that one now, you know, that you always get that in any form of life, not just content. And how do you yeah. deal with that kind of thing? Um, I must say that I think my vibes are positive. Like if that's a that makes sense. Yeah. And I um, don't really try to get involved in to, um, or I'm very, how can I say, I don't have to express that I'm like, I just want to work and I just want to create. That's all I want to do. Like, I don't want to be anyone any less. I just want to have fun and do as much without impacting too badly on anybody. And I understand that, yes, people have criticized me or scrutinized me in the comments, but you know what? 
that happens when like a corn little one little person who's who's maybe saying something bad about me mm. affect everything that's going to like you know like come there afterwards as well because then you'll go mad because i don't think it's just with with what i'm doing i think that it's really really kind of um in life that is also how you have to to either look at it and reflect on it and if it's true then maybe make a choice to change it but if it's okay that you don't actually think that this person is what you the audience that you want to target and stuff then that's okay as well then they don't have to watch your thing they don't have to comment they don't have to do this and that but if something somebody doesn't like what you're doing but you're okay with it then that's fine as well you don't have to to keep on worrying about these little things as well it's it's, it's gonna affect you if you allow it to affect you and to be truthful, it's I want to be available to everybody, but that's not realistic. <laughs> and I think that's fair with everything in this world. <laughs> yeah, I think that's a super healthy way to look at it because I mean that shit can kill you. And I think you you again you point you you latched onto a very important thing. I watched one of uh, one of our favorite creators at at the moment um, called Ludwig on on Twitch. <coughs> and um, on Facebook and YouTube as well, and he had this thing where he was talking about the fact to his audience that he says, "I'm not your friend." Like that's not possible, right? You cater into a large audience. Um, y- yes, we I, I do friendly things for you, and if you see me, we speak. I'm going to be friendly, but the reality is that we don't have a, a relationship, right? I mean, there's no for a lot of people they don't know who you are. They don't actually. 100% you know your person know who you are and your family and that sort of thing and so <coughs> it can I suppose get difficult when somebody comes to you because they've seen your content maybe they've been following you for six years um, and they and for them I mean they feel like they know you um, they feel like this is Simon my friend right so they come to you in like bang bar or whatever and they can suggest those things or like ah oh, maybe do I have an idea for you whatever or even more intrusive um you know talking about uh, and is that something that you have to deal with as well like somebody coming and just being a little bit overly uh over the top because that you know that can happen no i don't think i actually have to deal with that like yes but i also take the time to to chat to them i'm very very happy that this person has taken so much time to to watch my cat to 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 engage with me mm-hmm. and to so it's, for me it's i've no issues with talking to somebody like my friends will sometimes see me because I'm with them, but then I'm obviously engaged in this conversation. But it's mostly they want to just talk to me, and I'm very appreciative and thankful to have that. And if it does become a bit like weird or something, which it never ever has, mm. then probably I'll <laughs> react differently. But I've never had an issue when it's become too much for me. I, like people just want to talk to me and then tell me like funny things about like the stories and stuff and say like we must say together or something like that and it's it's cool i really really appreciate it i i haven't had anything again like i, I hope it's just because i have good vibes um yeah. people just want to say hello and and again i'm not a celebrity or anything i walk through <laughs> even more than nobody even says anything sure some people i think are looking but i can never ever be honest because i mean that's a bit narcissistic maybe i have a book hanging maybe <laughs> Maybe I can send dog popo to the mall, but who knows? Yeah, um, and it's okay. I am I'm, I'm very appreciative that this person wants to engage with me, and I'm happy to to have a conversation all the time. 
Okay, my next question is 100% personal. Uh, something I want to know myself. Right? Do you, I don't know if you even remember this. I, I highly doubt you remember this. But I, I think it speaks to your, your like keen sort of paying attention to weird shit. And I think we went to a mutual friend of us, Carl, um, Bible yeah. Carl Lewis. And yes. we slept over there one time when we came from yes. or something. <laughs> and, and we left Carl, up there. Yeah, we left up there because he couldn't, he couldn't wake up. So, <laughs> in the morning, yeah. And um, Carl was being polite and he said, hey, guys, anybody water, coffee, um, uh, you know, cool drink? And I said, yes, I'll have a cup of coffee. It was like five past four in the morning. Yes, it was. I remember this. And you couldn't believe that I just asked for a cup of coffee at that time of the night. Because, yeah. <laughs> what did you want to achieve? <laughs> I just wanted him to make me coffee because the offer was fake. So I was like, nah, I'm going to call this, but I, I want him to make me coffee now. But it was oh, the, the conversation we, that we had, or in fact, it was me being slaughtered by all of you about that coffee story. I actually, <laughs> I'll never fucking forget it. But I mean, that speaks to like, noticing things that are out in the ordinary and things that well, could make for funny content and so like again it goes to like when you're creating these you know skits and, and creating those memes which i love the memes are like in fact it's a lot of the time the highlight of my day when i'm when i like get one of those because it's something i actually look forward to like checking i, sh- I probably shared it a million times uh with various people i especially like sharing it with like my brother that's not really f- Vice of that stuff, you know, like not colored brasser, like my, my white brasser, whatever, because then I can explain it to them, and it's it's a cuck, it's even in a funnier situation for them to try and understand it. But like, when you're creating those things, where is that coming from? Is that situational? Is it just like, how does it come about? I don't know. Like, I thought, like, I just think that. We are so acclimatized to creating situations like me when I'm this or me when I'm that, or like just like um, just certain looks maybe because you've seen them in your life or something. Yeah. I, I, I don't know, like it's just because I've been doing it so long, maybe it's a bit easier, but it's not to say that there's so many other people who are way, way better. And I like love also just reading memes and seeing how clever people are and mm. coming what they come up with next. It's it's insane, like um this week's with um obviously the the main topic port was port point <laughs> was um opera and um megan and um yeah then harry yeah. and all these memes that came about because of oh just just yeah, some, just, some just, just became a max exodus of memes yeah. yeah like i've seen some of them that are hilarious that have been tweeted over like 20 odd thousand times and I'm like yo that is insanely funny and I laugh it's, it's brilliant I don't know for me it's it's just about like relatable and sometimes I just feeling something sometimes I just like thinking about stuff and then I'll just keep it in my mind or write it down on my phone and then try to work it out and think about is this funny or not and then sometimes it is and sometimes it isn't it's, it's, it's just really is how you're feeling and just be organic or just let it go just see what it feels good and yeah, I don't know how to explain it. This is like you just you just kind of get used to it. I don't know. I'm not even sure. Yeah, because sometimes that's I just that's don't. A part of you, right? Just kind of a part yeah. of who you are. Okay. I guess. Have you created stuff that, in retrospect, like looking back, where you're like, ah, because of your cock, actually, like, oh, I'm not a big fan of that now, but like you, that was something you created previously. 
Um, I think I thought about this. I thought about this quite um deeply. It's like um, there's certain points in your life as well. And I'm just gonna talk about timeline now. Where you've you've done something that's just like cut, but you're not gonna go back and change it because now yeah, you sit. And maybe it's it's okay to to have done it because you learned from it and you improved, or you're just uh, you're like, oh, it's a bad day, and we all have bad days at the office. Mm. You just have to have a train of thought which is going to come out and be like, I had to do that to get here, or uh, to you know what? Sometimes not everything is going to work out, and that's okay. So yeah. if in saying that, those are two of the the outcomes that all the outcomes based ideas that I like to consider that um, you, you're walking this road and that road also lead to your destination in life and yeah. with, uh, with anything, essentially. When you make a fuck up at work, when all these things, you, it's not to say that it's, it's always bad and you can't go back and change things because you can actively change all the time. Yeah. And like, okay, so now you've, you pivot, right? So I don't even know if it's that, and that's the right word, perfect, but let's just use it for the sake of using it um into the djing thing you know so you, <laughs> yeah now you're yeah. djing right i've heard some of the stuff some of this yeah this bangers like old school shit um, i like old school it's yeah. my favorite 80s and 90s oh it's my yeah. shit eh? and so yeah in fact sometimes you listen to it and you actually feel like you act like you know your uncle's house parties is going the aunties is dancing and Sometimes aunties is calling you to come jazz and cap, which is fuck sakes. I think almost every colored boys have to go through that with the auntie comes yeah. says, come jazz with me. Uh, and, and your cousins are like, ah, you're the chosen one, you push. So but to want to just add to that, that yeah. I am by no means a professional DJ. It's like DJ Club is just a gimmick and salute to all the owens who's doing the thing. And uh, honestly, I'm not here to do anything because I appreciate it. Like this Owen said, yeah. I played with for for Eastream and um, you know, I've played at events here and there. Yo, the talent to, to sit there and watch Dr. Jules do his thing. And it's and just like, um, it's, 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 it's an amazing thing to see like Gremlin as well, just mm. grinding and doing the Catman things. I absolutely am in awe sometimes of how good things, and as well as musical knowledge, like Grant Lesh will go through so many different genres in a whole week because he plays almost every night of the week. Yeah. on Facebook and on Twitch and it's like yo I wish I had a good ass because this Owens is just mega mega talented what they do and props to them before anything else yeah yeah no definitely I mean we all grew up with uh, with Dr. Jewel so I don't think any covered person doesn't know who that is I think um but I, th- I do like the idea that you created this character um DJ Clive right and it's gone on to like actually go and do some DJ work and gone <laughs> yeah. on to do some I think it's kinda cool. I think I think you played on you played yeah. on five not five, sorry. Hot last year. Five six weeks since I played. But then I said nah, I need a break because it was too much to do. Yeah. And then um it was on the Lungus in Gamma show and then I played with on Good Open Doctors in the House. Yeah. With Doctor Jules and your it was a fucking i enjoyed that night it was fun but there's a reason when i played now as well i played uh this early afternoon i started i was the second dj so i played jazz mm. and um yo so much fun man like i just have fun and it's, i just catch on cack basically it's liquor and i'm I, and then like it gets the people going and, and i like it because i get to go on like a fool and yeah, yeah. dj clive is the biggest fool of them all I mean, um 
Shout out Lunga, think about UWC boy. Uh, come on the show, pal. Um, so like, yeah. So you, you initially you mean you you reference like him, he, like DJ Clarence, like a separate entity. Do you do you see it like that? Do you see it like I'm Simon, um, yes. and that's DJ Clive. I, I don't do any of the other things that DJ Clive does. DJ Clive says what he wants to say, does what he wants to dance what he wants to say, opens his chest. I don't, have you ever seen me do that? <laughs> nah, never, never. So, would be, would there, be there you go. Yeah. Right so, there. He, so that gives you a level of freedom, me. right? Um, well, that gives him a level of freedom that you nece- might necessarily not do that. You won't be opening your chest, I'm with a ketang, boss tongue, yeah. but like DJ no. Clive allows you to do that. Do you feel like that? Yeah. DJ Clive allows himself to do that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> if we can maintain the third yeah. person. Um, and then, are you, do you plan, do you have any plans for any other characters coming out? I'm sure people will love that. Any other characters? Uh, yeah. Yeah? Uh, Tazwell played uh, Sid once or twice, but he's going to be back again in a little bit to play some stuff for us. Tazwell. Uh, DJ. Oh, yes. He plays Thank house. He's. And, um, yeah, it's, we'll see what happens. <laughs> I'm loving it. I can't wait for that. And then, so now you have, like we were talking about again, the work, work content balance. In an ideal world, um, I'm, would you would you want to then just focus only on the content and, and be able to sustain your living or sustain yourself just by doing that, or is that something you're not looking maybe looking at? Anymore? I don't know, man. Look, as we get older, and I'm sure a lot of us can also un- understand it, it becomes less about you and doing what you need to do. And if I could sustain myself as well as cons- and not fear the future, if that's a way of saying it, yeah. with regards to my parents aging, and as well as making sure that I'm making good decisions for me to, in case something happens to them and I need to also assist them as well. I also can't be silly in the fact that I don't want to be able to help those people who essentially helped me and gave me everything that would be my creators honor to always help my parents if yeah. I can and the idea of not being able to support them if they need me really makes me more fearful than anything else if I can be honest with you yeah makes sense makes 100% sense and it does look like you and I don't support them I'm not saying that at the moment but I'm saying that if it comes to a point where I need to be there I want to be able to be there for them now I 100% understand and it does look like you and your parents have a really good relationship I've seen some things we've posted Dad asking for a bottle here and being whatever. I think that's also a, a really cool thing for us to experience when you get older. How the relationships with your parents change over time. Uh, mm. Starts with them cucking out, like, where, why, why did you come home late? Or you guys, why is it safe? Or whatever. Yeah. Um, to being in a situation where, where you can actually have a conversation on, like, a. I don't think it'll ever be equal, but I mean, a semi sort of equal type of. Uh, on a basis, I don't. I think there's always going to be a situation you're tiny can face to go wash up, and you're going to have to do it because it's your tiny. Um, yeah. Even if it's You'll not be happy in, to. even if it's not <laughs> in your joint, even if it's in the, in her joint, it's, yeah, it's, it's bad. You know, you have to listen to your tiny, I suppose. Um, but yeah, that's kind of cool. So I mean, and I think that also speaks to a general. Uh, I'm I'm reluctant to say color dispensation, and when I say this, I'm not saying that this doesn't happen to anyone else, but it's obviously something that I've experienced, it's a big thing for for us to be able to care for our parents in later on in life, especially since many of us didn't grow up with advantages, so we're not going to be getting um, trust funds or anything, we're going to be in the situation where we're probably going to have to um, 
there's a good possibility we, we might have to look after him not just like with regard to care but maybe financially also so yeah i 100% understand that <laughs> okay so i mean for now it looks like it's going full steam um and i think people are in general i don't think i actually know people are loving uh, the types of content are you looking to move on to other platforms um i know you have a youtube channel um, I do have YouTube. I also play games, so yeah, I'm starting to stream games more and more. It's just like I don't know. Oh, wait, like DJ Clive is so good on his own, but who is Simon? You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and like if if you see Bob Lottering to his his characters, he's, he's so good at it. But yeah. then he's also himself for these comedy shows, and I think that is just about finding out how to be in. And how to to formulate? Am I finding or not? I don't know. <laughs> but I know stuff that I can act out and do is yeah. funny enough. But I don't know. Am I funny? I'm not sure. Uh, I think I can vouch for it that you're funny, bro. Um, uh, that's just my opinion, though, and mine doesn't mean shit. Thank you. Um, but like you do, like what kind of games are you gonna be playing? Like. Oh, but we, we play FIFA and stuff, but that's a, mm. and like, um, I still play Fortnite, I really do. Fortnite's so, yeah. not banging, bro. Fortnite's yeah, still I'm still banging. Views-wise, <laughs> um, at least. Oh, wait, I'm, and, s- yeah. I'm doing a similar thing, so you should, maybe we should, you can come on one of mine, I'll come on one of yours. What you playing? Oh, I'm super cuck at FIFA, let me just tell you right now. I'm never <laughs> that guy, bro. Uh, yeah, I'm doing cheese content, uh, and I'm doing like Among Us, GeoGuessr, I'll play a man with you for sure. Oh, yeah. I'd actually love to get 10 brasses. Just 10, like, raw current money to start having a full fucking go with each other. Like, because I think that would be amazing. I think the accusations would be hardcore. Like, compared to some of the content I'm looking, which would be more PG. So, I'd grant that I know Hilton's also doing it. And then Uno, also, we're going to be playing soon. So oh, yes. Add me to Please, yeah. I'll play. Yeah, wait, so we'll, we'll definitely look up with that. So look look forward to that kind of thing. Uno does get aggressive. We've recently made somebody rage quit in our Uno because the shit gets real there. Um, oh, wait, so that's, I'm looking forward to that. What's the Twitch channel's name? Oh, I'm not on Twitch. I am on YouTube. YouTube. Uh-huh. It's, it's just Simon Drugs Games. So Simon, D-R-U-K-S, Simon Drugs Games. Oh, I'm not talking about it afterwards. <laughs> 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 That's how it tracks. Um, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll put that in the description for anybody that wants to go check that out. I think that'll be a good time as well. Yeah, so you're doing the, the, the gaming thing, which I think is a couple... Yeah, it's just a little bit. I'm not yeah. some often because, yeah, I still want need to... I still want to binge series and I want to, like, um, watch Love Island and yeah. all this kind of, You know, I still also want to have semblance of normality if that's anything i don't know yeah, what is normal is yeah, anything normal <laughs> stream that also, bro. I'm, I'm thinking about doing sort of a uh i look back at the love island weekly um because it's just pop it's just gonna go get mad there bro and um, it's gonna yeah. get fucking insane so i'm looking forward to <laughs> i might be doing some content with regard to that also yeah so i mean this i mean the nice thing is if you're gonna be doing that much more stream right so Maybe not Love Island, but, you know, I, I get what you're saying. Oh, wait. And then, going forward, like, you're doing that, you're doing the, the, the streaming, you're still going to continue with the memes and everything. Ideal world. Let's say you have, I'm giving you a, 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 a genie with a lamp, a lamp with a genie in it, right? 
and we're only talking with regard to content and what you're doing right now ideal world where are you with regard to what you're doing right now i'd really love to to expand and to write for movies and things and just based mm -hmm. on our experience and i don't think something like that exists and i think that mm -hmm. the longer it goes on we are aging and i would really love to do like a tribute like something funny towards that and um, just in a, a style that i would like i really really want to do that and as well as perform live again on my own but i'm trying to in my mind i am actually working through trying to get to that point and lots of people have asked me when are you going to go like do a live show or something yourself and i'm um, trying to to galvanize my my, my cop to to get into that space to be honest with you and um yeah i just need to get there eh? ah. yeah i think um so do you feel like oh this is also this is how i personally feel but i'm gonna, I'm gonna ask you the question first do you feel like uh, that colored people are generally uh, mis again i say misrepresented because for lack of a better word of a lot in sort of the the local entertainment this sort of a one or two dimensional view of how colored people are um right now I, 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 like it's the, the exterior perception if that is it that we are fasted into like not having teeth and speaking like how we maybe like you know like that yeah. kind of a thing whenever you meet somebody who, who sees like who's really plays towards that stereotype i think that sometimes it is mostly presented in the fact that every time we not i'm not i can't say that i've watched every single movie but you feel like a lot of time gangsterism does pop up when associating mm -hmm. with us and i think that there's more stories to tell yeah, one I 100% agree, um, 100% agree, and I think it's something that um, this podcast in particular and some other things I'm doing, that's a, a big thrust behind that. I want people to see us as we are, like, and not just, I mean, there's so many different areas that people come from that the northern suburbs people, southern people, um, I don't even think people understand that the big joke between like northerns and suburbs colored people and like that whole vibe you guys and like all of those small things i think there's room for like a lot a lot of like really cool comedy that i don't think has been explored it and i don't and i think it's because entertainment right now is driven i don't feel a lot by only creativity or by like at least a big percentage of creativity i think it's based on a lot of numbers um well that's just my personal experience uh, with things so it's very cool for guys like you sort of doing your own thing to make it visible to everyone else um and to make those to make people aware that that is a possibility so yeah pick up the pick up for you for that as well i think that a lot of it's like that we've, we've we've shown a lot is more like clever chess and i guess that we talk about dominoes a lot mm -hmm. as well but I mean, things like hall parties at 21st and those things, those are wonderful experiences. And I know that we've been to so many when it's just like we were younger and older, yeah. where you were young and took a safe and then you got to be older and all these different types of, you've had different times at different mm. hall parties. And there's so much more love and different things to experience within the culture, depending on what you want to experience as well yeah that you can get out a lot more from it and okay we all have friends who have who are 
12 months and stuff. That's one yeah. thing that you do have, actually. <laughs> Somebody who can get you something. We do always have that. But I mean, it's because you grew up with these people and things. Uh, you're always like close to somebody who is catching on cackle. <laughs> yeah, that is, that's that's one hundred percent true. I think, <laughs> I think it's super weird that everybody has that, but uh, that's at a distance. Maybe if you keep it a little bit of a distance, but you know, if you he's gonna he can organize some some shit, and he's always by my car with some cackle. Yeah, uh, yeah. It's a, it's. I think it's another thing that we we all aware of. Everybody knows Sambra. Um, but like, so like look the the general vibe right for us and uh, like speaking about all parties for me some of the best parties the best vibes the best atmospheres I've been to not atmosphere the club but the atmosphere in general um, have been at those things because I think there's a, a, a really cool sense of like togetherness and everybody just being there for the sake of like listen we're we just here to have a just time to enjoy really good music and to like just love Makaiva and I think mm. the justice conversations and jokes and lachies have come out of those those things and I think I almost feel um, a little sorry for the for the for the kids for the for the youth at this age that uh, there's not a lot of that anymore there's not a lot of like a brother throwing a mad house party and being able just to invite anybody <laughs> that comes there like I've had house parties where like I didn't know forty percent of the people that were there, but yeah. at the end of the night, they ended up be, I ended up becoming brass with them, and I'm still friends with some of them. Yeah, because there was no like ill will; they just wanted to have a good time. Yeah, that was the same for me. I used to throw these massive house parties as well, and house parties growing up was crazy. We used to go to Lotus River, to Steenberg, and to like Classic Park and the Teeth and you used to have fun. We don't even know whose jaw it is. And you know what we used to do? We used to walk every fucking way. Yeah, I fucking love to remember. We used to walk all the time, remember. Right now I'm tired of walking then. But <laughs> yes, it's my pillow. We Our feet did the most of the work back then. And yeah. And it was kind of so because then you go there and you get past, and now you must all walk home. Sure. Yeah. For me, Jeez. the walk home was always the easier one because that's dick safe. So you just like, on the you basically just talking cack the whole way home. <laughs> it's, it's sometimes it's like I remember one of my brasse, uh was he tried to chase his kid, but he smacked his kid for like a and she just straight up voiced him, niggies, and this brother <laughs> was on a cack buzz. And so After my, that. Yeah, so my brother had, had, has dreams, and, and this brother has a bit of a cop, he was a big cop. And so they were like play fighting further on in the road. And one of my brasses said, Oh, it's Alien versus Predator. My brother, this Obviously, it wasn't the comment, it was because he was already on a vibe. And he just lost his shit. He told us all our fortunes. This is our boost. <laughs> told us, you know, we weren't raised right in cuck. And, um, yeah, so. I think experiences like that, obviously the next day we all raced in cock because, and we were laughing for it. I think experiences like that also adds to the moments, like those add to the stories that because you're not just walking, you and your bra, it's generally when you're walking to those places, it's like you're walking a frack, you're walking like 10 brasse, all going to the party. And I think that adds to it also because, but uh, we used to walk around uh, when you were like, it's just walking around for, to play soccer. like. So we walked to like Lawson that I would see if there's people there to challenge. We challenge that like these. Then we walk again further on, just walking everywhere. And then obviously later on, you start walking to parties or so. And I mean, mm-hmm. I, I suppose we could do that. 
I'm not sure if it was safer or we just didn't give a fuck. Like, you know, ignorance of youth. But it was definitely something that I don't see happening anymore. And I don't see the familial attitude towards each other that we had. I mean, bro, I, you can go to a party, like, you can come from Steenburg and come to a party in Kurofudu. I went to parties in Steenburg before, mm-hmm. and I felt super welcome by the people there. Yeah. Um, and I'm not sure that's something, I don't really see that anymore, you know? I think that the world is just a bit closer now. It's like, um, if you want to know somebody now, you can just go and Google them or go on the Instagram or say, like, who's his brass, you can see who's in common. And it's taken a lot of the fun and bitchy away from things that we used to just walk into, like, oh, where are you from? From Heathfield? Nah, you don't like him. Or if it's yeah. fairways or something. Yeah. And that used to be it. <coughs> but, I mean, maybe now it's just a little bit different. Maybe it's because technology has changed things a little bit. But we had a good time and we're going to cherish that. I went to phone, I went to walk to a brass joint to see if he's home. You no cell phone. Or something. <laughs> yeah, no cell phone. If you just walk there, if he's not home, okay, well, he's not fucking home. Or you find him on his home phone. You face, yeah. And you'll know he's home because he's answering his fucking home phone. So, yeah. like, stuff like that, I think is kind of cool. And I think it's cool to bring it out. And also, like, it's for the younger people seeing that and being asked questions. Because I do think... <coughs> like, I do think that, although it seems trivial, like, if you just look on the surface... Like that, what you mentioned earlier, that um, that um, red op tray and and the, the things that you're collecting now, and the um, all the all the stuff that you're bringing out, the DJ Clives and the nostalgia, although that seems trivial and seems like just like a sort of almost like a meme, that does form a part of like our history, right? It does form something that we as people latch onto with fondness. And I think mm. it's important for us to keep that memory alive and that history alive um, for the younger people. And I think the best way to do it is through entertainment. I mean, they're not gonna. I don't. I doubt we're ever gonna have a class like in in history about like, you know, uh, Uncle Clive, uh, Uncle Clive 105, you know, <laughs> at 10 p.m. 10 a.m. But I think the cool way is to keep it alive within like the entertainment sphere. Um, I think okay, that's something okay. that's very very important for like the younger people, younger kind of people to also like feel like that, that they also have some sort of identity and the identity is rich in like, um, rich in like fun, comedy and, and, and joy, but also rich in like that same bra that was like Uncle Clive or Uncle Cliffy or whoever also went through some shit, you guys, he went through some mad cock that uh, we sort of, um, uh, that we sort of neglect, yeah? Um, yeah. So yeah, I think it's a kind of cool thing that you're doing, and keeping those Thank things you. alive. And I do, th- and I hope that uh, that others latch onto it, and and start also perpetuating that sort of uh, sort of um, sort of um, way of do- of doing things. And this brings me to my second last question before we go, because I'm cognizant of time. Um, is that something that you hope that will happen? Do you hope that? that some other people younger kids or even maybe older guys will take the mantle and start creating stuff like that as well maybe not in the same vein as yours but with, but with the same aim or same objective um I, I, I hope so I hope that there's going to be preservation I think it's also down to um I remember and I'm going to go back to the teacher live thing just right now just for a second that um, I remember I was teaching once and then it happens quite a few times like if people are teaching on controllers 
And I do turn a controller just simply because I don't know how to DJ on LPs. Yeah. I've never learned and it's never been something that I can do. And people will always be like upset and they'll say like, oh, the real way to DJ is with LPs. And I think that the thing is that the music is still there, man. Yeah. Like I'm still playing the songs, even though I'm not playing on LPs. I'm playing the jazz music that you like, the swing out, sister break out, or um, Kenny Thomas, Best of You, or whatever it is. It's 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 right there, and it's still being played. Nevertheless, if it's on LP or if it's on controller, and the point I get is that what I'm trying to do is keep live a culture and always like make sure that the stuff is preserved over time mm. that we don't lose it that the next generation appreciates it that are still listening to it and by any means possible and by any means like like let's imagine i'm an lp and other next people are controllers and if they keep on doing this then we are going to be in good hands we are going to be preserving peaches and ideal milk as well as guavas and this and sausage food and tomato food and spaghetti food and yeah. cabbage weed and all these things which is now just types of things that you're saying but you know that you've had smoochy more times than you can count yeah. and it's, it's something that it's, it's more cultural than anything else seeing snook hanging from a washing line and thinking what the fuck is going on over there <laughs> these are things that have all shaped us and let's just hope that it is preserved and that um yeah we, we, we look after it before we allow things to to fade away into wherever it fades away into yeah. and that's all i can help for i can't say anything more i'm like just yeah I'm, I'm trying to keep things alive and like and i like it it makes me feel happy and hopefully there will be more and i definitely think that somebody will be odds on to to preserve the vingo bus is coming from 2002 or whenever it is coming <laughs> out of the 90s because again like you know it's 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 it's, it's fun and it's it's liquor to have that around always makes people happy It'll be old school for the next old school people. <laughs> yeah. All right, thanks. Last question, or second last, again, sorry. Um, what or who inspires you? What kind of things gets you up, you know, gets you up in the morning or gets you going? Um, yeah. I don't know. I just uh, like the idea of being able to, to come up with new things, to being challenging because, like, I've done, like, a... a a comic book i've done a i've done djing dancing on stage singing as well as doing skits as well as performing live um in comedy events so i think the one of the thing is that i always like to be trying to do the next thing and um keep it keep it going because it's fun for me to to always start to um innovate and adapt and to do something new if that makes sense because i think that keeps me going like Okay, to DJ Cloud and not to DJ. So I said, you know what? I think DJ Cloud should be able to DJ. As I wanted to do a comic book, and I said, okay, cool, let's do a comic book. Why not? And they wanted to sing, and then did it. And I think that's something you need to always want to feel challenged. And I think <coughs> being keeping fake myself feeling challenged is a big part of it. Perfect. All right, we'll end off here. Uh, generally, recently we've had our guests ending our show. Um, okay. So you can do your best. DJ Clive and just sign us off for you. <laughs> hey, Owen, it's uh, me, DJ Clive. Yeah, I just want to say, oh, the, but fuck the time I had on the show tonight. And uh, to Remo and the Brasa, stay in school, Owen. I know that you, Remo, I know that you are going back to school. You're trying to go back to school. And you know what? Salute to you. 
it's not very often we get the chance to go back and we can learn about this major things that we love and whatever like fucking welding burglar bars my bro making a burglar bar and making a, a real strong living and you go down the road and you go off of the burglar bars and you do a nice notch on that burglar bar my bro and you make your family fucking proud you see but yeah stick out here by the dunno show and we always keep it straightforward with our winter yeah tell them if you want a 20 rand snoop I'm only paying 15 rand for that, and that's how it's done. No movement. Shot a lot, bro. Thank you for joining us. Um, last, last thing. Just shout out all your all your socials, your channels, YouTube. Give anything. There's one <laughs> in the can, description as you well. You can catch me at Simon underscore Orgel on Twitter and Instagram, and then Simon. Oh yeah, it's it's are you just Simon on Facebook, and then I think it's just Simon Orgel on YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Thanks a lot again, my bro. No Sign problem. Off. Cheerio. Bye, boys.